I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, Episode 6. My name is Steven Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. If it's your first time listening, welcome, and if you've listened before, welcome back. The Dad Batch Podcast is comprised of five fathers who build Star Wars costumes and troop together at events, conventions, and pretty much anywhere they will allow us to. (laughs) We're dads of kids from toddlers to collegiates, and we support each other with dad tips as much as building tips. We hope you enjoy listening to the show as much as we did making it. And of course, with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, don't you dare call him a Sour Patch Kid. You call him a Sour Patch Man. He's Joe Lara. <laughs> Dude, every week you send it, man. It's so good. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great. Better every time I see you guys. I tell you what, like I'm so glad that we have this in the middle of the week. Because the weekend's like family time, you know, kind of get reconnected. But to have this in the middle of the week, it's just really sweet, man. So thanks for... Not only building the podcast, but choosing the day, because it's just something cool to look forward to. It's a good day. Hey, man. Yeah. It's a good day. How was your extended uh, weekend, man? It was good. It was bittersweet, because as you said, collegiate kids. Uh, I have two boys, and the second one left, so now the house is empty again. He went back to Boston on, on Sunday, so... You know, it's just, mm. but Monday I got to hang out with the wife and we, you know, it was kind of like an extended long date. So it was really cool and um, just a different phase in our life, you know, but it was a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are like reconnecting. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all good. Next up, he's the man of a thousand and one group chats. He's our echo, Remy Shanaday. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. And uh, yeah, you don't know how true that is with the group chat thing. With all the, the Legion conversations, it's just it's just nonstop. I make very heavy use of the uh, of the mute button. So <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because every time that I'm in person with you and we're chatting like you and I, I expect like a uh, at least like a, a 10 second lag between our conversations because I'm allowing you to like just respond. <laughs> it It's it's sad because it's true, man, because it's just like an I always feel like whoever is there in person isn't like feels like I'm not paying attention to them because it's just crazy. Um, well, that's okay. Had a good long weekend. Was good to see folks at the build party that I mentioned last weekend or, or last on last week's show, and uh, got to got to meet some folks that had heard about it and came. Um, shout out to to Harvey who brought a beautiful Ahsoka clone um, to the event, and and he's making great progress on that. Uh, we got got a lot of pieces kind of sized out and fit for him, and and. The, the build that he's got so far looks fantastic. He's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, Harvey. Way to show up. <laughs> Seventh listener. No big deal. He's a cool kid. I've talked to him a few times. 
Did you guys do anything for the family as far as like the extended weekend or? Uh, here at my house? Yeah. No, I was, uh, my, the, my family was actually up in uh, Tahoe because they were up there for a, uh, Bubby was, uh, had a training class up there for her BMX stuff. So, and thank you to everybody who's been sending votes. Thank you to everyone who's been sending uh, votes her way. So she is, she's leading in her category still with a nice, healthy lead. So I appreciate all those votes. So Nice. We're going to be reposting that on our, on our dad batch. Everybody go and vote for, for Remy's daughter. I think it's like the end of October, right? Uh, so there's, there's kind of two phases to this. So there's, there's round one which is the video that's up there right now. And then the finalists from that will go on to the second round and then they got to do another video and then they'll be voting for that one too. So I'm sure we'll be talking about it again. So, and then since then my other daughter, uh, or one of my other daughters, uh, so Shayla, she's uh, a year older than Bubby. She does skateboarding and she entered a video into the junior skateboarding class on that too. So. Nice. Nice. Very cool. We'll be sending her some votes as well. Yeah. Just show the Sounds link. Show the link. Yeah, I will. You can catch him huffing swigs of Aluma Luster Chrome paint on the sands of Mad Max. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's John Rodriguez. How are you, sir? Hey, good. Uh, doing good. Yeah, pretty happy. Working. Are you good, John? Pretty good. good. It's all. It's yeah. good. That's good. Pretty, um, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> um, I got it's a. Hot. It's pretty hot. Yeah, I got a call from Fonko. <laughs> Uh, over over the holiday to go back to work, so uh, I did. You know? Oh, nice man! Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Now that's that's uh, that's Fonco with Fonco with an O. Fonco Studios, not not Funko like the pops, because a lot of people get that confused. They're like, "You work at Funko?" I'm like, "No, no, no." And and so, can you explain to to the listeners who might not know what? what Fonco does? Uh, Fonco does like, they have um, studios and they make props and uh, they actually do all sorts of stuff. Um, but, um, and Fawn Davis, the owner, he worked with Adam Savage on the prequels, making models and stuff like that. Um, so there's uh, that, it, it's a good guy to work for. Um, he's really good. He has, he has a lot of knowledge about a lot of things and um, all the people at Fonco are really cool. Um, in the prop department, especially because that's where I was, and or in the painting, it's like a painting and fabrication department. Um, yeah, and uh, I really like it there. They're good, good people. That's awesome, man. And I'm and I'm assuming that there's a lot of stuff going on in there that you cannot talk about, right? I can't talk about anything that going on there at all. <laughs> Zero. www.zipit.org. Yeah, I, I had to sign uh, a new contract and everything. You know. NDA. All right. So that's enough talking about that. that I, I can talk about <laughs> signing contracts. I just can't talk about projects that we work on. Um, <laughs> right. All right. It's yeah. awesome, John. We'll, we'll, Stoked for you, buddy. We'll be sure, we'll be sure to, to skirt around anything that's uh, sensitive. But congratulations, man. And, and how, was your, how was your holiday weekend with the, the family? It was really good. Um, it was just an extra day to hang out with the kid and, and, and you know, hang out, essentially. Uh, because usually we take we take her to a little preschool and she's gone all day, you know, eight to five. Right. So yeah. um, and and usually we're both working, so it was really nice to have an extra day to just chill and hang out and you know, didn't really, do anything. Dude, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that's the best thing to do is nothing. It's one Don't of my favorite labor things. on Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to hang out and be lazy and play with the kid and the dogs and 
Um, Absolutely. You know, and PJs all day. Yeah, pretty much. Well, well, well. If it isn't the quack to call him the stifling slimy, <laughs> he's got big crosshair energy. Brian Cook, how are you, bud? Hi. <laughs> hey. I would like to echo Tech's comment of Wednesday is becoming one of the fun days of the week. That's for sure. I know. It's awesome. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing you guys every Wednesday. Breaks up the monotony of the week. Yeah, exactly. So I wasted my week over-decorating my microphone. <laughs> complete <laughs> with a mini fire puncher. You went all the way. How much pieces of flair do you need? Um, at least 15. We require at least five. <laughs> So we'll, we'll we, go in, we'll go into that on the workbench. But I, what I was inter- more interested in than your bedazzled uh, microphone was the uh, the long weekend. What'd you guys do? I know. Oh you have- well, it um, plans were foiled. Foiled again. Uh, we had thunderstorms like crazy, so we had high hopes of going on the lake and and uh, yeah, going on the lake really. And uh, it ended up just thunderstorming uh, Sunday and Monday. Um, and it was a holiday weekend. So Saturday, we went on the lake on the boat. And uh, there was just so many people. It gets a little dangerous. It gets a little dicey. Because, like, you know, when you're on the freeway with cars, there's, like, one direction and the other direction. Well, when you're on a lake with boats, it's just wherever people want to go it's total chaos um but i actually did a quick note my neighbor behind me um who they have a daughter at levi's age um and they hang out he's a um pit crew for like nascar cars and uh he's like a wheelman so he changes the wheel which is it's a super intense job and i don't really know much about nascar we went over there sunday night and watched races and uh he kind of like gave me a lesson and and how they operate and what they do and and uh it's super intense super high pace and it was cool to watch a race with him and kind of get i don't know i like learning about different stuff that i don't know about yeah yeah it was how cool fast are i got pit stops man got those super drunk too but that was a different story. <laughs> I think Joe and I shared uh, shared the aftermath <laughs> pictures. <laughs> like we were drinking, I had some whiskey and then we were like drinking beers. And then he was like, it was like the end of the night. We're like winding down and he's like, you want some Buffalo Trace? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Sure. I would. <laughs> well, kind of parched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it was cool. Other than and that, you that spent the it. you spent the next morning. I'm I'm assuming healing. Oh, dude, Monday, um, we woke up and I told Tori I was like, I'm gonna have a cup of coffee and I want to sit on the couch and watch a movie. And I watched um since Prey came out, I've gone on a retrospective journey of watching all the Predators. Um, AVP one. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Predators was kind of cool. I just like the action. Like I've said before, yeah. movies are I'm cheap and easy. Um, the action in Predators was pretty cool. The storyline was pretty cool too. But um, uh, AVP one, eh? AVP two, that was kind of crazy. Uh, I liked it. It was cool. 
Predators. So you liked Predator AVP 2 more than AVP 1? I did, yeah. I liked That's the like weird... That's the first time I've ever heard someone yeah, say that. Yeah, because AVP 1 was weird... pretty good. I liked the I liked weird mutant, uh, mutant alien that the was like hybrid? half predator, half alien. Yeah, I thought that was super is cool. That, is that the one where they go in the school pool? Yes, Re- Re- okay. Requiem, Requiem or whatever. Yeah, um, I liked it better than the the one with the girl and the ice and I, I don't. Well, you know they can't all be Thor Ragnaroks and Thor Love and Thunder. They were, they were kind of better, but yeah. Sorry. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, everybody, for being here, and thank you everyone for tuning in. If you would like to interact with us more, follow us at DadBatchPod on Instagram and check out our new merch at thedadbatch.com. Gentlemen, let's get into this little thing right here. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. And I will go first because I did nothing. <laughs> I had plans to get my, my season two helmet painted up and my plans, much like crosshairs, were foiled. Only mine were foiled by the kids because they both got sick. Uh, oh. So one had to stay home from school, which in turn made me stay home. So my entire long weekend was spent taking care of my boys. Oh, It happens. It's hot too. Yeah. It's been so hot. It's hot. So hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's been hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. It's 100. You know what? It's 112 degrees where I'm at, and it's like too hot to work on anything anyway. So, yeah, I got absolutely nothing done. I got nothing in the mail. Oh. It's been a very, very difficult <laughs> week. <laughs> so, if you were to tackle the helmet, are you a. Uh, I'm going to take my time with it. Or are you going to get it done like really fast, furious, and then look at it later on and kind of make, tweak it a little bit? Like what's your process? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in universe, man. I'm going to paint it just like a brand new clone helmet would go. And then I'm going to do exactly what Wrecker did and just paint the crap out of it. Steven puts all his armor on and sits on the corner of his bed and he's like, all right, here we go. And he just starts painting his helmet. Boom. <laughs> Boom. But that's that's all I had, guys. I had a slow week as well, but I did paint some stuff. Painted a, a Mando helmet that came out pretty nice. cool, and I repainted. Oh, really a, good. Thank you. And I repainted this uh, Peacemaker helmet, Sonic Boom helmet that I love. <laughs> the seven thousandth one he's done. I love. I love it. I'm a sucker for a superhero with a helmet or multiple. Dude, helmets. that Sonic Boom. When it happened in the show, I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> so hard. cool. So cool. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the best it, moment. it shows the mess of the, the leftover remains in this crater. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the kind of show this is. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, right. That's what it, and that was in episode one. It was like right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, let me ask you, are you are you making it? How many how many um, Peacemaker helmets do you have now? I don't have that many. I have three and I have one more coming. Um, so I'll have four. But they're all different. I don't have that many, but I have four. Well, they're all different. Okay. The, dude, dude he, are, he has like 20 variations. So it's like, it's not that 
I'm not that deep. So in how it. how many are you gonna collect? Well, I think four is gonna be it because uh, I don't have much room for them. And Those are famous last words, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, no, yeah, I, I just pick my favorite ones, like the ones I like the most. And there's yeah, four of them. Sure. Yeah. We'll check in with you again um, <laughs> in in like six months when you've wait, collected. Wait all for 20. season two. Yeah, we'll see what season two brings. Right on. Did you work on anything else? Uh, no, I guess not. Did I? Did I not? No. No. Just worked a little at Fonko and did these and that's it. Using those new paint techniques that you picked up. Yeah. Learned some stuff from Derek. Try, trying to at least. It's it's not insanely wow, but it's pretty wow. So, yeah. I, I saw you posted that Derek is doing another one of his classes. Yeah. The same one that you attended. I'm very tempted on signing up on that, man. I mean, it's fun. Uh, you don't get to paint personally at that thing. You, you're watching him do these things, and he's explaining uh, the you know the paints or, or this or that or, or how to do this or how to do that. I don't want to you know give away much because it's, it's an expensive class. But um, I, I think it was worth it. Just to pick up a few things and and branch from there, you know, you don't have to do exactly what he does. You can just kind of, um, uh, you know, pick and choose what you like to use, and like like we said before. Um, but it's I, I think it's worth it, especially if you like to paint stuff and and make it look like you know TV show accurate or movie accurate. That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, so if Excellent, anyone wants man. to go, they should. It's worth it. And that's it. Brian, what'd you do? I did this. <laughs> describe describe what this oh, is. Yeah. This is a um, mini. Well, I started off painting my mic, my microphone, which I did the black stripes, and then I made this little resin skull, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a little crosshair shoulder bell. Then I'm gonna get this red foam thing, and then I made a little backpack <laughs> with the furniture. I said, let me make a fire puncher. Where's the so, barrel? Oh, it's it's like in put-away configuration. No, because it's like this. Yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. put-away configuration. So that was oh, a complete man. waste of time. But look how cool my mic looks. <laughs> oh, was it, dude? It was fun. You got all the flair. Um, so you, I, you, guys, you guys have started... A, a whole thing. Have you guys seen that we there's actually people on on the internet now customizing their mics? Uh, Mario did that. Scum and Villainy Acquisitions. He painted his like Ahsoka and Rex themed. Looks pretty now, good. Well, after I did this little shoulder bell, I was like, oh, I could just make my own like sideshow figure. So I'm oh. looking at like I'm looking at like little mannequins on Amazon, and John's like, I got these big 12 inch GI Joe figures. I'm like. Let me get him. Let me and get this him. All, this all came from two things. Yeah. John got you that resin printer. Brian, yes, say thank yes. you to John. Yes, thank you, John. <laughs> thank and you. then two was a couple of shows ago, John John is just chroming anything that isn't moving, that isn't mm-hmm. alive. Yep. Yes. And I said, <laughs> when, you, when you chrome your mic, we need to have intervention. And then sure enough, he's like, oh. Well, that's then, originally what I wanted to do was chrome my mic. <laughs> But then I see Brian, and I'm like, okay, I got to do it, right? So we just started doing it. And then while Brian, you started printing Crosshair stuff, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. my mic needs some tech glasses. So I have little tech glasses. That's, on that's my amazing. Right here. 
And and, and, and it's I, still my turn. I don't want to expose it, but Raimi's mic is hidden. This so is this, ahead, this is true. <laughs> You're about to drop something, huh, Raimi? I'm afraid. I have a lot more to talk about, though. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Go, go, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. We'll get we'll so we'll get to me. Also, this is your time. This is your time. <laughs> I've been making progress on. <laughs> BD here. <laughs> Show and tell when you're like three years old. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's it's sloppy, and I've decided this BD is the test BD one. Then I will be resin printing the whole thing. Okay, My, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. Well, let me let me. I have to ask you before you move on. Before you yeah. move on, what, you've been working on this BD droid for yeah. it feels like months now. <laughs> yeah, and you've been working on it. You've been working on it, which I would in in a manner that I would. Um, associate with a good build because you've been like printing a piece, working on it, printing a piece, working yeah. on it. No, no. I print a piece and I throw it in a bucket <laughs> until it's all printed. And then I oh. stare at it for months and dread sanding it. <laughs> and then I, I give it like a solid two to three hours of sanding and I go, yep, this sucks. I don't want to sand it anymore. I'm just going to make a super weathered one. Ta-da. So, Ta-da. okay. So tell me why, fix the why feet. do you need to, why do you yes. need to print a new one versus just work on this one? Why don't you just sand on that one? Because um, it's no. work. Um, <laughs> okay, so what are you gonna Le- what are you gonna do Le- different? On, Levi on really one? wants like like an like an accurate like one from the show. So that's pretty clean from the game. From that's pretty clean. So from I'm gonna resin print one where it's like nice and crisp and mm, be heavy. You say that now. That's gonna be heavy. That's okay. It's gonna be heavy. You're gonna have to realistic. Like, make, make it static and leave it in a. It's position realistic. Standing. Don't you worry about. Don't you worry about what I'm doing. Um. Um. I started making my Stormbreaker shiny, and it looks really cool. But I don't want to share yet because it's not done. Let's see. It. I keep. I don't have enough 2K. I left it in the garage. It's done. But I also did this. Lastly, <clears throat> I did this. I got some. I didn't share this with you guys yet. I got some diffusing foam for the visor so I could light this up. You're going to light it on. Turn it on. Put it on your head. Uh, It's on. It's on. Wait, put it on. Yeah, you got to put it on. Green lights on your Imperial crosshair bucket. Oh, dude, that's sick. Can you look? Tilt your head up. It's hard to see. Yeah, you got to tilt. There it goes. That's going to be good at nighttime. Yeah, yeah. At night, it'll look. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna look great. Probably with all the lights off. Yeah, you can kind of see it, but it's the same thing. Like with mine, I'll have my red little tech light on, and it's okay during the day. But at night, it just bam. Yeah. But I was also wondering too if like maybe if I put it above the visor and it pointed it down. It kind of it already is though, right? Isn't it tough? It's like on the visor. Like I have it right on the edge. Now, where you where you put it is perfect because the number one people that are going to see that are kids. Because mm-hmm. they're looking. Because right they're looking out. Yeah. Good call, Stephen. Dang, that's it. I've been furiously making messes in the garage and then cleaning it up and then making a new one and then furiously. So, but I'm afraid. I mean, Joe's next, but I'm afraid. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed echoes. Ramy's mic is just so, hiding. <laughs> it's just going to be so. But back back to your visor. So. I, You'd have to you'd have to have yeah. some extra lens material to kind of play with this because you got to hit the right balance. But if you were to scuff that up a little bit, like if you were to sand it just enough so that you can still see through it, but those occlusions that you'll add to the to the acrylic, they will pick up and refract the light. So then you can you could actually put it 
the light up at the top and shine it down through. And all of those spots where it got scuffed up, it'll reflect the light out and it'll make that glow more visible. Um, you, like I said, you'd have to practice with it cause it's going to make it hard to see. like wet. Yeah, sand it'll it make something. it hard to see, but anything you can do to introduce an imperfection into the acrylic, it'll cause that to reflect the light out. Oh, I mean, not being able to it's, see is it's like, the same. Whatever. It's the same okay. thing. Like when they, when they etch it, like they put in the piece of acrylic into one of those machines and it, and it etches it and then they shine a light through it. And then it, that makes that bright. It's the same exact thing just on a like micro scale because you're scuffing the whole thing up. That's how my tech HUD is. It's a, it's a yeah, etched laser exactly. etched acrylic on my HUD, heads up display. And it's not lit up. I was experimenting originally with the HUD and LEDs inside of it, but it was, it was too much. LEDs are so freaking bright and I didn't want to deal with the diffusing and all that. So what I discovered is to your point, Ramey, my little red light from my, from my glasses, goggles, that's enough to pierce through the acrylic and the HUD and it outlines everything like brilliantly. Yeah. So all those great right. photos that Mark, that Mark Edwards catches, that's not the HUD lit up. That's a, that's the, the light, the from light the bouncing glasses off. that are bouncing off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's a really cool, um, Magician, magic trick, if you will. Thanks for that tip. I'm going to give that a, a whirl. Tech, what else are you working on? So I made little tech glasses for my mic. And then I, you know, I decided to make a tech helmet to go with it. And so there's a little resin tech helmet with <laughs> ears and a HUD that moves up and down. So I'm going to paint it and it's going to be cool. And it's fun. You know, uh, made a little <laughs> tech pack that's made with clear <laughs> resin so it looked like gummies which next to my sour patch gummies i mean it's, it's a little tech pack don't don't eat the resin yeah don't eat the backpack yeah that would that would <laughs> not be good and then i get really happy with my bdu um prints they're they're really i mean these are fdm and i tell you what man slow and nozzles and layer height is probably the best way if you want to 3d print right um that's just my way um if i you feel just attacked wanna... a lot no? of people do that <laughs> it's, it's for better details yeah it's just get better details and and ultimately it's because i don't want to i mean i'm going to sand but it helps with the finishing process it's that's a clean how print, long was dude. that print how long was it this one <laughs> trying to flex the resin flex. i want to say this no, one just was, asking this just foot asking. was about i think seven hours oh that's not bad seven hours and uh so i got my bd feet i got all the major pieces and then i had issues with my resin printer uh the problem with clear resin is sometimes you don't see the crap that floats at the bottom of the vat and uh and i don't always scrape it like i should to kind of see if there's any gunk down there and so i was having issues with it discovered that's what it was I changed the vat and as soon as we started uh, recording this my 3d printer resin printer is moving it's 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 working right now so Everything's all working, trying to get that BD fixed, and it's it's fun. Now, for our listeners that ha that use a resin printer, um, are you Joe? Are you using FEP film or NFEP film? Uh, I'm not using the FEP. That's the 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 nonstick stuff, correct? The, no, the NFEP yeah. yeah. is. Uh, yeah, I, the nonstick, right? Yes. Right. So I I am I'm using the regular, uh, you know stuff regular and fep. so i yep regular fep and what i did is i just grabbed some of that lubricant hmm. um and kind of smeared it on the bottom of the fep so as the, the printer uh, the ptfe lube yep 
Yeah, and and it just allows for uh, things not to get stuck to the less, bat. Less sticky. And uh, and you're gonna save your prints. I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've had failures where the L, you know this that brilliant UV UV light just it it just bonds and and it and it you, you ruin a print quickly. So over cures, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Things we do to learn and figure it out. You know, going back to your BD feet, um, I I totally agree with you. Like smaller nozzle size. And low and slow is like my preferred method because, you know, I have um, a 3D printed um, R2-D2 and everybody that prints these things, when you're printing the dome, like the life-size dome of R2, everyone always says like, you know, up your nozzle size, up your speed, you know, just up everything. But on mine, I just, I left it at like 0.4 millimeter nozzle. Mm-hmm. I left it to like 0.20 layer height. You know, I still did four walls. So it took me like, yeah, probably 10 or 12 days to print, <laughs> to print that, that, um, that dome. But it's funny because like when you see it in person, I think Ramey saw it in person. He was just like, did you sand this already? And it's <laughs> clean. Yeah. You know, it looked, yeah, it looks super smooth. clean. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and place to print fast. Right. Uh, and, and I think if you, especially if you're trying something out, you know, if you want to do like a, v, a V1, a version one, just kind of see what it looks like. Because I, I think I mentioned in a couple of episodes ago, a lot of these creators, that the, the people that create these files, don't print anything that they create. They just create stuff. And we are the guinea pigs. We're the ones that are trying going on Thingiverse or paying sometimes for these files. And we're the ones that are testing out and proving if it works or not. And so you don't really want to s- spend days on something that you could probably knock out in half the time just to test it and see okay yeah this is actually going to work this it's a theory i proved it it's going to work let me slow down and do another print so i think it's kind of like what you're hitting at brian like you you did this first version to kind of like see because it's pretty bd1's got a million parts and dude i'm kind of i'm building the pieces too i'm not putting anything together right now and i'm getting like holy crap it's that box is getting full of parts I resin printed the feet on that one. Did you? This one that I showed, yeah. Because I, I started to lay it up on the FDM printer, and it was just like, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't want to change my nozzle, too. It's such a pain in the butt. That's why you got to just buy another printer and put the big nozzle on that and just leave it. Yeah, no problem. It's only one for the big bucks. parts, one for the little. That's how you end up with 50 printers like, like Echo. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's like, uh. as, a, as I look out across them all. Speaking of Echo. Okay, so um, obviously John started by this. It's, it's his fault because he started by painting his mic. And then, uh, and then Brian, oh. Brian started working on, on his. And, uh, and then uh, Pocket on Instagram in the comments on, on one of Brian's posts uh, you know, she commented, it's like, Oh, is this, is this a competition now? And, and I chimed in, I said, well, I guess, I guess I'm next then. And, uh, and then Brian's <laughs> like, okay, so now I'm scared. So I'm apologize. Cause it's probably gonna be noisy, but I'm going to move my mic finally into the camera view. Cause I've been hiding it from you guys the whole time. So I will put it here. And I didn't even realize. So do you guys see my mic? 
It's Echo's no arm. Way. It's, it is Echo's arm. I will send you guys. Dude. I'll send you guys in the group chat the picture finally that I've been what? waiting to send you all day. And I'll post this. Somebody that. please draw. I will that. post this online uh, on Instagram here as soon as we're done with the show. But somebody please draw that. Whoever's what the like, heck? I want to see full grown Echo. With yeah, out from my arm. side, it's got like the little piston on there and everything, and it's got all the details, and you can see the. <laughs> yeah. It's got it, it's I'm it's his whole arm. Elbow. It's his whole arm yeah. from the elbow to his uh, wrist, basically, and instead of the. Instead of the. Wow. Uh, the screwdriver, it's the it's the mic in there, and it fits perfectly. Like I wow. I pulled out calipers. I literally modeled this up. I pulled out calipers. I measured the the Yeti blue microphone yeah. that we have, and. <laughs> It just slides it, right it on fit, there. Yeah. It's perfect. It's completely resin printed off the Jupiter, by the way. So, um, of course it is. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! It's, it's painted painted wow. the exact same paint applications that that my Echo costume has. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ramy's not human. We just proved it right now. More machine than man. I think the idea I had for you was to get a like a like a white or like flesh colored foam and Put then. The, Put the headband on. Yeah, the that would have been that would have been good too. But then I thought I was looking. I was looking at some like, well, it's already piece. it's already an arm. I may as well make it Echo's arm. Initially, too, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, the arm would probably be cool, but I didn't. I had no idea. That's so good. <laughs> when your mic was out of Kiss's eye, I was like, oh, he's for sure. Here, here we go. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's it was, amazing. It was kind of infectious building all this stuff. It really well, was. Because it, I think, I think having the resin printer just opened up like the possibilities. You're all, oh, I can just make this really small and print the details, it. <laughs> the details are incredible on resin, man. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It comes out. You just paint it. Literally, I'm like the things, the the, the cleaning solution is not even off my print. I'm already like putting primer on it. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> John's like, oh. Shake his head. There's still alcohol on it. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so the. Uh, the, the other thing that I've got going on, and, and this was a little bit of a surprise. So uh, let's go in the Wayback Machine. So back in 2015, 2016, um, a company then at the time called uh, Anovos started selling Stormtrooper kits, and they marketed a, a first order Stormtrooper kit that like very few people ever even saw. And then, you know, years go by and nobody's getting these things. It's never coming. And, uh, you know, eventually Anovos folds up. A new company comes along with an oddly similar logo and very similar name <laughs> called Denuo Den Nuovo or something like that. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Duo, Duo Which Novo? basically is like, Nuovo. I don't know, Latin for like part two or something. Start over. Yeah, do over. <laughs> and so yeah. what they are is um, Ruby's bought up the licensing that Anovos had. And as part of their deal, they were back handling the backfills, the back orders for Anovos to try and make good on those, those orders. So uh, yesterday with no tracking number ever having been sent to me or, or any notification that it was, was coming other than like when I talked to them at a convention, like, Oh, it'll be coming, you know, next month. It was always next month, next month. Um, I got my first order stormtrooper kit. After after hey. six years of this thing having not been a real thing, uh, this thing came, and so I mean, it's great, it's great, great for a podcast, right? It's all it's but this box behind me, and it's got the kit, and it came with 
um, the uh, the seals that go between like the the arm and leg pieces. So the so the ga- awesome. yeah the gaskets nice. are there. Um, all of the stuff to do the belt. It's basically everything but the boots, undersuit, and helmet. Everything else is in that box. So I looked at it. The parts look clean. Um, there's some resin pieces. So like the, the detonator on the back is a resin part. And I think some of the boxes are resin. They're heavy. Um, the, that bag that's got the resin pieces pretty much weighs as much as everything else in that box put together. Um, so we'll see if I stick with those. But um, it's funny. In the meantime, I had abandoned the idea of ever getting this thing from Anovos. And I got a, a KB Props uh, first order TK and got that built and approved. Um, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this one. Um, I'll probably do the, the very minor, um, differences on it to make it like the last Jedi or so the, the gonna say, yeah, for, for those in the, no. that aren't as familiar. So there's the first awakens version of the first order stormtrooper. And then the helmet is obviously got some differences from, um, force awakens mm-hmm. to the other two films, but there were some very, very small minor differences on the other parts of the costume. It's something with the cod was a little different. Um, the dirt detonator on the back had some differences, um, very minor stuff, but I'm going to build this one to that standard and then I'll decide like, all right, what do I want to do with the other one? I might, I might, I like the design of those. I hear they're to wear, but you might what the first order kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean the, the yeah. one that I've got, you know, the one that I've got is actually not that bad. It's not that much worse than a normal stormtrooper. It's, not bad, but it's, you um, might what? it's a bit of a monster to, uh, to put on and off, but compared to a normal TK, but they're not bad. They're comfortable. Were you saying you might sell it? Is that what you're going to say? No, no. Um, John's John's like, huh? John would like so, to buy it. Um, I, he's leaning in. I'm going to do this one to last Jedi. And John will have it for six months and then it'll be for sale. He's yeah. going to chrome it first. I might take the uh, the original one and mod it and turn it, do the executioner. So the one that had like the the half of the helmet was black, and, black. It, and it had the black shoulders yeah. and stuff. So I might do that. We'll see. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's exciting, man. You need to... Um, do like an unboxing of it and, and film that I, I want to see like all the parts that, that yeah, are in I, there. I got it. I, I thought about doing that. I, I could have gone through the box here on the show, but it's like, it'd make for great radio, right? There would just be a bunch of, are there six year old parts in there? Uh, no, I mean the, the parts look clean. And what I, what I will say <laughs> is that the parts, uh, the parts are very sharp pulls. So, you know, you, the, some oh, of nice. these vacuum form pieces, um, you know, that will say that a pull is soft and what that means is some of the details aren't as crisp as they would have been had it been something that was sculpted or 3d printed or whatever. And so the, the pulls on this are like, there's some very sharp pulls, especially on the chest where like the little, the little details, like the, they're, they're, uh, they've got black behind them on the kits, but I mean, they're practically like 90 degree turns on these, these pulls. It's, it's clean. So, so the crazy thing that I saw about uh, those bucks that they're using on the vacuform uh, for these kits. So typically when you guys have seen a vacuform buck in the past, it's usually like made of a wood base and then there's clay on it and then Bondo on it. Um, some makers have used like fiberglass on top of that just to give it rigidity and structure. Mm-hmm. These guys use solid aluminum. Bucks. Uh, yes, wow. this, that's true. Yeah, they they're like CNC'd industrial aluminum bucks, and so like that's how they're able to just, you know, they could probably get like a hundred thousand pulls off of each piece before well, they have to like it does end up clean. replacing it. Shout out to a Novos Part Two for actually delivering Duo Nuovo, no, Novo. Du- du- 
do a Novos part two. Those um, tiny shout out details. to them. They might be listening. For delivering. They follow me, so hey, careful. A stormtrooper that is irrelevant and probably will never be seen again. But those kits were awesome, dude. I mean, I'm sure they're hard to wear, but they look really cool. The oh, first I've always troopers. been like, yeah. You know what? You know what, Brian? On on that piece, like we we talked to them um, at Celebration and also at Comic Con San Diego, and. So far, ever since Dueno Novo has taken over, Rubies and NECA has taken over. Um, I mean, that's a tough thing, right? To buy somebody's Huge. debt. Yeah. For real. To buy somebody's debt and and bad And to press. deliver like that is they, awesome. And to deliver. I mean, they haven't they haven't not delivered they're, yet. They're shipping these yeah. things out and the money, I'm sure the money for these is long gone, right? Like it's mm-hmm. they, oh. they're producing something and shipping it and putting it in people's hands that they're not getting paid for. So they're basically just working on bad well, debt from a previous company. But they're it's making smart, though because if they because if because they know people will be posting and talking about it and they get to know like oh you can order this and it'll come. But yeah, so, it shows they're reliable. And if, yeah. yeah. And then if Star Wars would just make some content based around the first sequel, order. sequels, first order, like that'd be awesome. Which I think so. This should. this is the first piece that I've pulled out of the plastic already. Um, it's the the main chest piece, and I was showing on the the video like the the chest details. Like this is what I was commenting on. Some of these super these clean. details are super sharp. Um, but I will say clean. that this is nice and stiff plastic. It's not it's not thin. Um, it's not wobbly. It's it's not wobbly. You know, it's you don't want it to be so stiff that it's uncomfortable to wear. You want a little bit of give, but you also don't want it to be fragile and, and something that you're worried is going to tear. I, you know, I know so many mm-hmm. people with those original Novos, um, normal TKs and like, it's all the same places that the plastic just tears. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, um, you can't go too low on that return edge. You gotta, you want to keep a little bit extra so it doesn't yeah. tear, but the return edge ends up biting you and you get pinched. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, just you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Find a tape is this is nice and, uh, nice and stiff. It's good. This is true. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you for that, Ramey. You know what, guys? It, I mean, I thought I was having a a slow week, and, but it's always it's always awesome to see what you guys bring to the bench. You guys, you guys really did bring it. Um, and now I'm feeling really left out because my microphone you, is the only you're the one only one that. On, <laughs> well, you, on, you, you got a sticker. It's okay. Yours was a special. You got a sticker on there. Edition, something anniversary yeah. edition. You didn't want to paint over it. But you put I'm a gonna, sticker over. I'm gonna have to do something. You could buy another one and you know mod that. Get a throwaway mic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm necessarily gonna do a record modification, but I'm gonna have to do something. So give me give me some time. I'll I'll think of it. I kind of want to repaint mine already. Of course you do, John. <laughs> new uh, techniques. Got to try new. new I did techniques. the gold, and I'm like, dang, I, I wanted to leave it more chrome and not gold. So I don't know. We'll Redo see. it. Redo. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll do something. Yeah, we'll do something. I'll, I have to paint my, my, my bucket before I work on this mic, though. Paint them at the same time. <laughs> Two birds. That's true. One can. Mm. I'm getting ideas. But thank you, guys. That was awesome. Woot. Hey, Ramey, we got any news? We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. 
Okay, so uh, friendly reminder, Disney Plus Day is uh, September 8th, which as we record this on the 7th, that is tomorrow. So at this time tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. the one piece of Star Wars content that we'll have from that is the uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Jedi's Return, which is the documentary for the making of, of the show. So looking forward to seeing that. Um, so and then there's they also had the kind of and more dot 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 at the bottom of the list. So we'll see if we get any surprises that are Star Wars related. Bad batch trailer. Ah, I hope so. That would be awesome. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's time. You know when I saw when I saw that that Jedi's Return like because they they released like a little like a, a yeah. poster for it on their social media. Dude, I I my heart skipped a beat. I thought they were announcing like season two. Of Kenobi, uh, and then I read the fine print, and it was yeah. like a documentary, and I was like, "Oh, no, it's the return you just watched, right?" <laughs> yeah, it and says season two. All of a sudden, your phone rings, ring, ring. You know, You're like, oh, and, yeah. And isn't there? I, I think you might have mentioned this last week, uh, Ramy, uh, the, the kids' cartoon show that's like Jedi based. Did you mention that? Or am I? I have crazy? not talked about that yet. It is. Okay. I have seen. So there, there is other content that we, you know what I'm I do. About. There's, there's yeah. other content that we haven't talked about yet um, that I have seen on various lists that says fall of 22. Um, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of that show up officially yet. So I haven't, I haven't okay. actually put it in the news. No. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, I don't think there's anything official, there, but uh, a friend of mine recorded something for the show and he was like, Hey, you have a, a young kid. This is going to be right up her alley. And he was kind of explaining it to me. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so cool. And I, 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 for some reason, I thought you did mention it, but I guess not. Yeah, I, I don't have a date for it yet, so I hadn't hadn't talked about it. But um, I do think it's coming before the end of the year. That's what the Jedi Tales or something like something Tale, like Tales that, of, right? Tales of the Jedi. Tale, yeah, Tales of the yeah, Jedi. That's yeah. that's coming. And then I think that the animated droid story thing is also coming soon. So is this like a rehash of of the droids show? Uh, no. Um, and my, as as I understand it, I think it's different stories following. Um, kind of from the perspective of the droids, but and I think it covers the range of several different droids. So oh, cool. we should see like BB-8 and stuff like that too. So um, congratulations to ILM on the work that they did for the Book of Boba Fett and bringing home an Emmy for outstanding special visual effects in a season or movie. So they actually had some decent competition. Um, so they were up against they were up against Foundation, which was an Apple Plus uh, or Apple TV show. Um, Lost in Space, Stranger Things. And The Witcher, so oh, and they beat wow. beat all of them out and brought her home. Dang, so those are all good. Yeah, yeah. Beat Stranger Things. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and uh, Lost in Space was good too. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah, we enjoyed Lost we enjoyed Space. Foundation too, um, which was loosely based on the the book. <laughs> so I I have read those those books, the Isaac Asimov books, and uh, and those it was a good series. But uh, but the show was good too. Oh, I saw I saw that I saw that too actually. Uh, so, uh, speaking of awards, congratulations to author and friend of ours, uh, Timothy Zahn. He won two Dragon Awards this past weekend at DragonCon, including uh, Best Media Tie-In Novel for Star Wars Thrawn Ascendancy, Lesser Evil, and then uh, an- another one for uh, Best Military Science Fiction or Fantasy Novel for uh, something he wrote called A Call to Insurrection, which I'm not familiar with, but um, good on you, Timothy Zahn. So. Nice. Moving on down the line. So uh, Kotobukiya has introduced uh, or revealed a prototype for a new ArtFX figure to add to the line. So um, I'm particularly excited about this one because it's my boy Echo. Um, So these these figures stand about 11 inches tall. 
Um, this one's going to retail for 189. I don't know how much that's. I don't know how much the other ones have been, but that's what this one's listed at. I think mine was a little bit less. Yeah, a little yeah. less. 150 maybe around there. I think mine was like 159. Inflation. Yeah. So figures. Uh, and hey, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Echo has a removable hand. So he's got all the all the pieces. Uh, yeah, there there's there's a helmet on and helmet off version for for him and uh, it releases in uh, Japan first in April of 23. So yeah. Oh wow. Those figures are cool if you want like a really animated style figure They're, not like sideshow yeah yeah it, it's yeah. like one-to-one for to the show it's so good yeah yeah joe's showing tech there i gotta get that crosshair so i got it his tools too. so i mean good. dude it's detailed like it it's is very nice. so detailed to the show Actually, I'm going to make my own. The so. only thing I don't like about these is that they're one seventh scale. Yeah, it's just a slightly off scale, right? You know, it's slightly smaller than the sideshow figures, and you're like, why just make it the yeah. same size? I also think that that's oh. a licensing thing. So, Hot Toys and Sideshow have the one sixth uh, scale license, whereas Kodo can get a one seventh scale see. license. That's silly. Contracts, Tech John. Book. Contracts. One fifth scale. Yeah. No, yeah. But they're awesome. Yeah, these are, these are so detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was building the Wrecker CRL, there were um, parts of the costume that just were never shown on the cartoon, um, never shown on like any of the uh, reference material um, other than on that actual Wrecker statue from Kodo. Um, and like those, those, uh, pieces, like, I think there's like a strip of orange that's on his knife that we had, that we incorporated onto the, onto the CRL, uh, little other bits like that. But yeah, those, those are amazing statues. Mm-hmm. So detailed. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Cool. Um, a couple of live action stories we've got here. So, um, at also at Dragon Con this past weekend, um, voice actor, Jim Cummings, who uh, does the voice of Hondo, our friend Hondo Hanaga. Uh, he was, uh, they asked him if, if we would be seeing him appear in anything live action or in Bad Batch season two. Um, I don't have any audio from this, but but his, his immediate answer was probably yes and yes, uh, but they haven't talked to me about it. Um, so he says, we know, we, know, we know I'm there, I'm not going anywhere. Um, so I, I made, from his perspective, makes sense that he would eventually appear in these things. So I think his... His Hondo. answer was sort of semi Dude, semi revealing and semi cage live action. Yeah, well, I mean, we, they've got one that walks around at the park, as we talked about the other day. So, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, dude! And I would Cad love Bane. to see Hondo like in exactly Ahsoka. once you see Cad Bane, you can see just it's, about doable. Else. it's doable. It is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and they asked him. They said, you know, if you could pick one of these things to to be involved in, you know, who what would your character, who would your character interact with, and and kind of what would they be doing and. And he says he said it would definitely be Ahsoka. He said that poor kid misses me. I can't deny her of me. <laughs> but he did it in he did it in the voice, which I'm not gonna in the yeah, voice. So. He's actually closer to Ezra. I mean, that's that's his boy. Yeah, Ezra. and and you know you can be a pirate Jedi. So um, <laughs> for that boy, I would do anything. Something to that. Yeah. Little Where? little bit of Andor news. So. Uh, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who's playing Mon Mothma, was interviewed by uh, Entertainment Weekly, and uh, and she she says you know they were asking her questions about you know the the character, and, and so she goes into it a little bit. She says uh, she says you know we really get to develop her as a character, we get to learn about her not just as a senator but as a woman, 
Um, we learn what her life is like, what she has to wrestle with, what are the dangers to her life, what it costs to be her. Uh, Tony's writing is so intricate and so taut. It lives in this world of a spy genre, so a socio-political drama, and yet it's set within a Star Wars world. So mm-hmm. I like that. I and I had heard somebody say that like this was going to be the Star Wars equivalent of the Jason Bourne movies, Ooh. which goes along with what she's saying here. Yeah, I heard it was going to be something like uh, they were talking to the director, and he was like, "Why can't we just make a good drama?" that happens to be based in the Star Wars universe, you know? Like, it doesn't just have to be Jedi and lightsabers flying around and, and troopers constantly. I mean, you can, obviously, that's going to happen, but uh, he, he was just like, I just want to write good television, and this happens to be in this universe. So, I mean, I don't see why not, you know? Uh, I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tony Gilroy did all the Bourne movies, right? Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he, he directed the there Bourne movies. So, oh, okay. I mean, this would be... Like perfect. Well, there we go. Those movies are so are. good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because somebody was just talking to me t- today about um, Andor and how they weren't. They were like lukewarm on it. Oh, what? And I was just, I, I just, I didn't. They're even, not your like, friend. No, just I didn't I even confront was. or address that that comment because I was just like, you'll see, you'll like, see. whatever, man. Yeah. Gonna gonna get real. Yeah, don't watch it. You know what's you know what's neat is like because we we look at Andor, Cassian Andor from this is the little bit we have from Rogue One, and I I mean after the series we're gonna look at it from a different lens. That's yeah. what's so exciting about this stuff is is it's gonna just like as a as a, exactly it's gonna open up like a flower. You, you have it beautifully said, John. I'm gonna stop speaking because that was perfect. Yeah, and we and we do know. I mean, they're they're talking about it very openly now. We do know that there will be a second season of Andor. They've already got it written. What they it was originally done in three parts, and they realized that um, that wasn't going to quite work the way that they wanted it to. So I think they've taken parts what would have been parts two and three, and turned those into um, multi episode arcs that will be in season two. So, um, okay. So last bit of news. So and this one's. Not not Star Wars related, but Indiana Jones. So, uh, so as as many people know, um, especially here in Southern California, recently John Williams. In fact, I think this past weekend played in the Hollywood Bowl, and uh, and I know I know the uh, the five hundred first was out there for for some of that. I think, and um, so we've got a couple audio clips for this one. So John Williams um, said that he was he was speaking with uh, James. Mangold, who's the director for Indiana Jones Five, and um, you know he he was talking about one of the pieces of music, and, and Mangold said, "Well, why don't you play that at the Bolt this weekend?" He's like, "Am I allowed to do that?" And he's like, "If you say, if I say, you can." <laughs> so, um, if you want to play clip number one, it's basically um, John Williams t- telling that story, and then and then we'll play play the audio then the the song. And last week, as we recorded music, Jim said, "Why don't you play that at the Bolt next week?" I said, "What's well, <laughs> Jim, the, the, the picture's not coming out until next year. That doesn't matter. I'll play it at the moment. <laughs> so, so, so here, here is Phoebe's theme. She's kind of, she's an adventurous, and she's also a femme fatale. She's many, many things. And her music, she has a kind of lyrical music like an old movie star, which she looks like, except she's young and beautiful and wonderful. But here is Helena's theme. Like six months too early. So, so this is the theme for Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, Helena. Mm-hmm. 
That's beautiful. So, Dude, yeah. Le- Leia vibes for sure. It's ugly huh? cry, beautiful. Some strong Leia vibes. Yeah, right it's mm-hmm. got it's got John Williams fingerprints all over it, and and it feels feels like yeah. it fits in with that sort of classical vibe that you get from in the Indiana Jones films too. So, Star Wars Celebration. Watching him do Duel of the Fates with a full orchestra. What do they call? Not uh, even acapella or- group. Yeah, it's an orchestra. With acapella choir. group. Oh yeah. Then he did Indiana Jones and he did the Imperial March. That was like bucket list. That was the first time I had heard him live and I was like, all right, perfect. I was like, I've done that. See him perform. <laughs> it was live. so Conduct. awesome. Yeah. Sorry, you guys weren't there. Well, Steven was there. He was with me, but no, dude, I, <laughs> I, I when, when, when John Williams came out on stage, you and I looked at each other and we just like, we like both, we, we looked at each other with our jaws dropped, like, no way. Well, and then, and, and then for him to play, because you and I have a Vader costume, and so for him to play Imperial March, I mean, that's like for me, that's the most iconic, right? Yeah. And then he get, and then he takes it a step further and gets even more iconic, and then plays Indi- Indy's theme. Oh, dude, yeah. you and I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And it was I mean, so awesome. Yeah. I, I at Celebration Orlando, that was the. Was that the, it was like the 40th or 50th anniversary of A New Hope or no, something like that? 40th. And then was the 40th and then was the panel that was for it, which I didn't, back then I, that was our first celebration. I wasn't trying to wait in line for two days mm-hmm. to go to a panel. Yeah. <laughs> now the raffle's way cooler. That celebration was so bad. Wars, yeah. Lucasfilm. Um, yeah, because people waited the lines, in line forever. The five-hour lines, yeah. They did. They did the panel, and then the the curtain dropped, and and John Williams came out and played a bunch of songs, which is awesome. So when that happened, when we were there, um, and uh, Tori and Levi were with me, and we were with Stephen, and that was like, and Duel of the Fates was, that's got to be epic. Beep, awesome. Like that yeah. was insane because they, the lights were red, like all the lights went down, and they had red lights, and then smoke. And then red smoke filled, and the whole like in front of the stage was a full acapella group. I, how many people? Eighty. Wow. Like I, I, I thought it were, was just. I thought it was just like a digital recording at first. Yeah. And, and it was. Fall. And then oh, it was real people. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then beautiful. Like thank that, you. Bro. And yeah. just like that. You and Christian <laughs> came out, and it was like, dude, no way. Did they start fighting? <laughs> yeah. No. Should have been quite gone. Yeah. But I was lucky to watch very hands, I was, handsomely dressed. I was lucky to see him perform in San Diego. He came down maybe it was like four or five years ago, and uh, half the show was the local San Diego conductor, and we're waiting for him. We're like, where's where's he at? He's sitting one row in front of mm-hmm. me and Kim, like just off to the left. I'm like, that's freaking John Williams. He's just, there. Oh my gosh, he's right there. And then he went up on stage after they had already done Star Wars and the Imperial theme, and he's like, of course, now that I'm up here what else is there to play for Star Wars? He goes, well, let me tell you a little story. And he starts to talk about his time meeting Daisy uh, Ridley. Mm-hmm. And he goes, don't tell anybody, but she's my favorite. And then he <laughs> turns around and plays her theme. <laughs> and it's so good. He plays Ray's theme. And, and, uh, That's cool. And everybody's, you can just hear everybody go, aw. You know, because you know, it's John. He can get away with it. Just what... Just what uh, <laughs> that's what, just what George always says. He's the secret sauce. Yeah. He's the secret sauce for Star Wars. And he is. Totally and true. yet we've got other conductors that have now played in the Star Wars world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Kiner with all the animation and, and uh, 
They're carrying that torch Gorenson for sure. Ludwig, Ludwig with all yeah. the Boba stuff. Ludwig, yeah, he's and, insane. And, you know, when you talk to the, or when you hear them talk, the first thing they do is is comment. You know that they are trying to do right by what John Williams has done before them. So you know yeah. he's he's definitely. And yeah, he's definitely it. set the stage, um, and he's given us some amazing music. But I also think we're getting some good stuff from these guys now too. Definitely, yeah, definitely, it makes or breaks these shows. It's part of the DNA for sure, hundred percent. Better than just a, you know a one contract deal that you have with a band, and whoa, that's it. Whoa, whoa, you just sweet child play the one <laughs> band. That's it. Sweet. Dude, Ramy, these, these, that Helena, was Helena, it Helena's? Helena, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, like, I totally got, like, 1940s, 1950s vibes Which is what you that. should get for an Indiana Jones film. So, do you, like, do you think that they're gonna do, um, like, de-aging on Harris? Like, is this, is this movie taking place in in the 40s no i had heard that this one was appropriately later in the timeline so that his age would be in line with with somewhat fit with uh with his real in you know with harrison's real age so i i i think we're up to we would be like up to the 1960s now at this point for him and i think that's the i think that's the time frame that this one takes place in um but we're not going to see indy with like a cell phone right (laughs) <laughs> no uh, but i haven't i haven't heard of any kind of de-aging or anything like that either so all right so this is like cold war indie which that's that could that actually sounds yeah cool. had, i hadn't thought of that but that would be cool one ping and one ping i've also heard that they're setting they're setting her character up to potentially be able to continue on Ooh. that makes sense passing the torch yeah, yeah. So this is a, a, yeah so no shia labeouf yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested <laughs> to see what they do with do that. I, I had heard them say in something they they had said that they were not going to pretend that that didn't happen. They would have an answer for that, but he's not in it. Mm. She's like the granddaughter or something, and carries on. Finds his journal or we something. We named a dog Indiana. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's it for the news. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is 35 degrees Celsius, staves off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. (laughs) All right. Oh, I never get tired of hearing that intro, and I say that (laughs) way too often. You have the best intro. Yeah. Um, So for this week's Hunter's Hard Drive, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Amazon series Rings of Power, not to be confused with the Game of Thrones show House of the Dragons, which is similar in genre, sort of, but whatever. Um, But Rings of Power. Wow. Um, For being a TV show, because we've been getting a lot of shows lately that, that with really, really high production value. And this show is basically a movie like the first two episodes we saw was like a just a two-hour movie and i thought i mean it sucked me right in uh we get to see you know uh galadriel as a younger uh woman younger elf 
so hard to say those names. Yeah, the way they pronounce them is <laughs> cool. And Eld Eldrond, El Elrond. Um, he's also yeah. <laughs> he's around too, which I I didn't know that they were going to be in this series because obviously the elves, well not obviously, but the elves live a long time, and I didn't realize they were going to be part of this story, which is really cool. Um, but let me hear what you guys have to uh, say about it. Let's start with uh, Stevie. What, what did you think? You always pick me first. Do I? Okay, you know what? Forget it. Uh, yeah, tech, later. you go first. <laughs> wow, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Um, thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Secret. So. Well, you complained, so go. You go first. <laughs> Dude, thousands of years before you know, the movies that I'm familiar with, right? And so just trying to wrap my head around the timeline of this thing. Uh, it's, I, I can't even pronounce these names. Gal- Galadriel. 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 Okay, thank you. G, she's amazing, right? Um, I just love the fact that uh, uh, we're watching that story take off. And then another really cool character, um, Arinder, the, the Ishmael Cruz, he's he's uh, he's that one elf that's the elf. dispatched out into you know to look at this one valley, this one area where there's you know for what seventy years he's been posted there. Seventy nine uh, years. Seventy nine years, yeah. So he was a standout character for me as well. And then um, and then anything dwarves, I'm down. I'm so down with anything dwarves. Those, I just love the characters and this, their their feistiness. Also. We got to see uh, their building skills at a totally another level like we've never seen. So just being introduced to the craftsmanship and the innovation of bringing the, the sunlight or whatever light from above down yeah, to with, kind yeah. of what's like mirrors or something they were yeah, using to kind something of something reflective. Yeah. To grow the, the vegetation under 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 in these deep caves. Like I was floored. And to your point, what you were saying is like this this belongs in the theater. Yeah. This this is beyond television. This belongs in the theater. Uh super hyped on it, man. And um yeah, I I'm I'm in. I mean, first episode, I'm I'm in. And then the second is I can't wait for like the next one. So, yeah. just really stoked. Right on. Well, thank you, Joe. Um yep. Ramey, what did you think? I thought it was great. Um has I've seen two episodes. Has is there a third yet or have... That's all we have so Okay, far good. Yet. So, right, I'm I'm all caught up hey, for once. Um no. So, no, it was. I I thought it was great. I I think I went into it a little un, unknowing. I I had heard that there was some drama surrounding it, and um, fortunately, whatever the reality is, whatever that drama was about, is a bunch of BS. Because what I saw was fantastic. I thought the casting was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters, you know, you you like the characters. You know, I think I mentioned on before. Like, I don't like it when like they make these characters that you sort of intentionally don't like. I thought they did, mm-hmm. the casting's fantastic, especially considering we're we're looking at younger versions of characters that that we've already been accustomed to in the other films. Um, with the with the dwarfs, we get to see because in the other films, you know, they're walking through the ruins of what the dwarves once had, and and mm-hmm. you know, Gimli talks about like the grandeur and how you know proud his people were, but now we actually get to see what that looked like when it was in its prime, which is cool. So. I, th- I think it's great. I'm, I'm, I can't wait till the next episode comes out. So, right on. Thank you, Ramy. All right, Stephen, are you ready? You good? See, 
Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Okay. That was that was all just a ploy so I could Google <laughs> the cast names here. That's fine. So that I could refer, dude. I one of the th- one of these things that all these series uh, with these immense casts like throw me off on is I can't remember everyone's names. Like on on Game of Thrones, like I watched Game of Thrones, you know, from episode one to the final episode, and and like I can follow along pretty much, but but then like you know Monday morning cooler like water cooler talk and like I have a coworker and he's just like throwing out all the names and I'm like, uh, who did what? Yeah. Huh? They don't but, stick. Yeah. It happens to me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you're talking about. So, but you, yeah. You don't remember their names. So with, 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 uh, these first two episodes of rings of power, just, I, I am so for it. Like, you know, the Lord of the rings and the Hobbit. Um, I think they, they call that the third age, and this is now the second age of man where they're going to explain like why the rings were created. Right. And then like, we haven't seen Sauron yet. Yeah, we have. Supposedly. Yeah, we have. Kind of. Not, not in well, the we, future, we have... not in present, but uh, when they explain Sauron, he, they definitely show him when he's walking through the orcs there in the, you know? Right. But we haven't, we, we, they've only shown him like um, as a flashback. Okay, okay, that was a flashback, right? right. Okay, so when they, they're explaining they, they Mar- uh, what was it, Margoth? No, uh, the the main villain, right? The main baddie. Um, but Mar-Goth. I love the actress um, for Galadriel. I think I think the chemistry between Galadriel and Elrond was just like, I love I love their chemistry on 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 yeah. screen. Um, I love the way that they're introducing all the characters. Um, similar to like a like a a, like the movie crash where it's like okay you've got these set of characters here you know the elves you've got the the proto hobbits uh what do they call them the harfoots harfoots proto Proto hobbits yeah Yeah. the harfoots before they became civilized (laughs) right um um they've got you know the 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 humans right who i guess worshipped uh, or were followers of the original big bad. Yep. And they right. kind of like have to be like the elves have to like patrol them to like make sure like, you know, they're, they're doing their, their thing. Um, which actually I, I love how they haven't shown, um, uh, the, the son of Bronwyn, uh, the kid Theo who found, uh, uh, the sword, yes. the hilt. Yes. Right. The, I, okay. So, I don't know. I'm probably completely, totally wrong on this. You're probably right with but, what you're going to say. But who is they, he going to be? They gave him this like, they gave him this bowl cut, and even when the orcs like knocked him over, they purposely like blocked out his his ears. I think Ooh, he's the. He's the I think son. he's going to be the son, the son of Arondir. Yes, it's kind of hinting at that, right? It's kind of hinting at it. He's got a thing for the and, mom. Yeah, it's but obvious. This, like, it's obvious there's something there, right? And even right? the dad picks up on it. He's like, uh, you know, hey, soldier. And I mean, he, hey, he maybe it. maybe I'm wrong. You know, and it's gotta be. It's gonna be this thing where his ears are normal, but then maybe uh, he's gonna be Sauron, the like the reincarnation. Well, because doesn't his blood his blood yeah, goes into the, yeah, touches the it, hill right? Because he had a cut from the the fight with the orc or whatever, and the blood like right. goes up right towards the blade, and it like it activates yes. it or something. And so, so that coworker that I was uh, that I was 
telling you guys about, he told me that when they showed the map of his village on, on like the, the overhead map thing, the, the mountain structure of his village is the same mountain structure as Mordor. Uh, Mordor. Yeah. Mordor. Thank you. So I don't know. Hey, uh, could be, could be good, good, good um, connection. Good, good. Uh, and then, prediction. and then the last thing I wanted to say was, I think another red herring that they're doing is the stranger. Yeah. Who's that guy? So, Oh, the guy that came so, out of the freaking sky, the guy in the fireball right? at, at yeah. the end. Like, okay. So everyone, I think they're telegraphing that this is supposed to be Gandalf. I don't think it is. I, I, um, no way. No I, way. I don't think it is. He's, I, I don't think he's so, born yet. Sorry. That's what I was thinking. What? You think it's Saruman? Okay. I think it's well. I thought Sauron is like they're human. Gandalf. Yeah, they're human. Well, they're though. they're like the same age, and they're both wizards, it's, right? Uh, yeah. So, I don't know how old wizards are supposed to be. Okay, and and I'm probably <laughs> see I'm already but contradicting myself. That was because I don't think I, I think Gandalf that or I think that's Sauron. It could yeah. be Sauron, maybe. But how would so, he? But so he was I'm cl- already a tall menace. How is he going to be a, a scrawny old dude flying through the sky? I don't know. It's a good but, question. I mean, we're only on episode two. It's a good prediction. And, and the way that they like telegraphed it, like visually, because he's like in the middle of this like fire thing. So he's like the eye. Yeah. Right? Oh. And, and, and if you guys remember when I think, I can't remember if it was Frodo or, or Samwise, that when they like touched the ring it, and they thought, oh, it, it's, it's hot, but it's not, it was, it was cold. cold. Yeah. Right, same the as same, the, the fire same thing happened. That the there, falls there's right. interesting, definitely some visual foreshadowing going on with that scene and the fire and him. Mm. I agree. There's something yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's something. Mm. Well, other than that, I'm here for it. Let's start a new podcast. Rings of Power <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the ring. Batch. I'm making a dad's. I'm making a wizard hat for my mic. Dads of the dads lords of, of the dads. Something. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Stevie. I appreciate that. Um, Crosshair. Brian, Blackie, what'd you think? Um, you like insane, <laughs> like completely uh, stellar. Like I don't know what we're calling this, just episodic. I, I mean, it did. It felt like a movie. Um, we talked earlier about the music, like that music brought me right back to the Lord of the Rings movies, which has some of the best music and can really make uh movies like this the visuals um i don't know was it shot in new zealand again like i don't i probably i'd be surprised whatever, if it wasn't like, yeah yeah the, white white screw with greatness you know it took me 30 minutes just because the names in lord of the rings are really hard to remember they're hard to say galadriel 30 minutes in when i was like Elrond. the what but um what was her name in she was like the white queen or something right Galadriel. Uh, yeah same, right same like didn't she had it was like the white queen remember she had like a she had like a name where remember when they found her in the forest and she was like whoo, she was like glowing like she had some kind of name and when we realized that's who that was and then that made me go i think that's her lady so of the woods up, something like lady that. of the yeah something like that when I realized that was that, and then that Elrond was, 
I, I'm use simple terms. Liv Tyler's Lady dad, of Light. I was like, oh, they called yeah, her Lady, Lady of Light, Light. Uh, Lady of Lorien, and Lady of the Wood. Lady of the Wood. But okay. once, once <laughs> I realized all that, I was like completely sold on it. And then even Durin. Remember the doors of Durin? <laughs> Durin's when they awesome. went to the thing, the dwarves were insane. I mean, I mean, Gimlet was like, like so awesome, and all his buddies, um, the tie-ins, the visuals, the music, uh, everything was just completely was just completely off the charts. And I, I can't wait for 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 more of it. Um, I'm completely sucked in. Prior to like, I was telling you guys in our chat, like prior to like Star Wars and anything else, like I was when I was a kid, like. Uh, medieval like Excalibur type stuff was my jam yeah. and Lord of the Rings has always been something that I can go back and watch and be completely satisfied with may fast forward through some of the Schmeagle parts because it gets a little old but um, the the orcs um, so good. Uh, man when, when she was fighting that like goblin or like whatever the ice the troll house. Yeah. Was. no in the house the ice troll was that scene was that was epic. Yeah. She, Dude, she freaking sliced it down to her size. So it worked as a team. That you was see the elves? that was when like I realized who she was. Yeah, he went yeah. up and then did yeah, a, yeah. super graphic, which yes. is awesome. And I think we have to remember, Lord of the Rings was made a really long time ago. So the CGI capabilities and filming and technology and everything is on. Yeah, the production level. the production so, value on this is is on par, if not better, than what we got in the. the films yeah. you know all six of them i agree i believe the production value on this is unlimited according to jeff bezos let's let's tell you about marketing and advertising i had some amazon boxes show up today and they're covered in ring of power yep, tape same same <laughs> yep. ring of power tape all around um, it yeah i'm seeing ring of power like I have a fire stick. I open up my fire stick. It's like Ring of Power. You I'm open just up glad the Amazon it app. Suck, it's like Ring right? of Power. Because otherwise, you'd be, of power. Otherwise, you'd be reminded rings of how bad it sucks. Plural. But you're actually reminded of how good it is every yeah. time you watch it. Okay, so does yeah. Ring does of Power anybody, is after you eat Does chili. anybody know if um, this is supposed to be like one season, three seasons? Can it just go on and for a thousand years until it matches yeah. up to the Hobbit? Only until it gets to the Hobbit, right? <laughs> no, I don't know though. No, I don't know. But um, it's so well done when you tie in characters that we know and love and have seen through these multi episodic movies. Um, I'm I'm I mean, for it, especially with the I type think it's going to go to the creation production of the rings, value and then probably so. like that'll be well, it in right? this show yeah. already. We've gone hundreds of or thousands of years because they show That's her as a child in the beginning and then mm -hmm. it explains, you know, she takes up her brother's oath and basically it says after like, he had been fighting for a couple of hundred years right he'd already been fighting and while, yeah. while she was growing up but she takes up his his oath and essentially goes for like hundreds of years looking for sauron after, right they, they, right right so uh, i i don't know if it gets to thousands but she's been around it a is while a th okay yeah i was and, looking yeah. at the imdb and just kind of researching a little bit because i i couldn't i was like okay if they were fighting for a couple thousand years the elves and the orcs but that's what i'm saying sudden, so in the show, so far, we've already gone like thousands of years in the first yeah. episode. So yeah. there's a lot of story they could tell or, or, or write up or whatever. I don't know if the story was already written before or if it's new, but there's thousands of years between, yeah. you know, and they skipped those thousands there's, of years. So there there could be a story within what, what they were, you know, 
the the journeys to look for song, whatever. That's all. That could be its own show right there. You know? Even with so there's there's so there's so much time. Even yeah. with what we know about the, the the lore, there's so much that they could do just between the point in time we've seen so far and, and the Hobbit, right? Like they could season one could just be about them, you know, and up until the point where they make they make the rings, and then like in the next season we could see like okay, now the rings have been handed out now. Now, how does that start to impact the people that receive them, and and how the and kings the, the, become corrupt? They get corrupt and downfall. And I mean, honestly, they could milk each each ring could be a different season. It could be they yeah. could go for a long time. Nineteen I mean, rings, right? There was nineteen. Nine. No. Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine rings of power. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, it 19. was, uh, and then one ring to rule them all. Right. Completely. <laughs> I was completely satisfied and like watch the end of that second episode like i actually oh, watched it twice oh, where's the next one i watched I was it three like times get, <laughs> i was trying to get ready for this and then nice. and then kim wanted to watch it so i got to i watched it again and it was just it has just a lot of rewatch value yep it has so it much exactly. rewatch value yeah i watched it i'm but telling I'm you i watched both it. episodes three times just because i was like i want to see this again i want to miss any details <sighs> i didn't see it's or good. whatever there's and so they're not that long it's like an hour an hour long each there's right. knock it out there's that music, right? That's like now, obviously, because this is this is very, um, I don't know. It's 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 the music sticks with the with the movie, right? Same mm-hmm. thing like Star Wars or something, where that background music that plays when scenes are happening make a huge difference into the flow and the feel oh, of 100%. the movie. hundred percent for sure. Did you ever see it the? Um, makes a huge difference. There's a documentary, um, and and it's it's big in our home because of our son. He he he's all into music. Yeah. He's going to school for music, yeah. but it's called the score. If you if you ever want to watch a documentary about music movies specifically, this um, I, I highly recommend it. But to your point, Brian, it talks about, and they use they use that movie, uh, the Lord of the Rings, as an example, and they do it beautifully where. There's a certain theme, and John Williams is the master of this. He picks like four or five notes, and they hit at a certain time on the visual. And then flash forward several minutes into the movie, maybe a couple, an hour into the movie, and those, those same notes pop again, and you know it's familiar. So it's not only the visual that's hitting you, but it's the audio that's hitting it's you. It's like psychological, yeah. Dude, it is, it is, it is dopamine to like the max, right? And and you're just mm-hmm. getting fed, and you want more and more and more. But you're also part of the journey because you're pulling on this other part of you, the, the other sense of your sound, and it's just it's well, incredible. they're tying in. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, th- no, there there are shows, perfectly good shows, where I can sit back and I can just watch what's going on on screen, and then by the end of it, you know, I'm I'm happy, like I'm like, satisfied. What I, what I watched right. was. Well, it was cool, but then there are shows like this where, in the first two minutes, <laughs> I'm already hooked. I'm already yeah. viscerally invested in the show <laughs> because okay, like like the opening line right was was Galadriel as a kid right. oh, yeah. saying that in the beginning, uh, evil didn't exist. Right? No, no, they didn't have. And a, then what's the? F- they didn't have a name for death. Is that what you're talking for about? Death. Yeah, but there was also something about evil too, right? Because it was all oh, like, um, positive. No, they, yeah, she said evil. The evil didn't exist in the beginning, but then w- the very first thing we see is that evil was a behavior that was taught because you see that punk, that punk ass kid throw a stone and hit her paper, her boat, boat. little paper ship. And dude, right when that happened, I like got up out of my my sofa and I was like, "Oh, dude, I want to punch this kid." Yeah, a little punk. Like, 
Yeah, and that's she, she was right about to too. As soon as her brother came came up, she cocked her fist. I'm just like, ah. yeah, yeah, she should have. But that, I tell you that, I can't I can't say enough about that audio and and how it's it's not the same soundtrack, but yet no, you feel no. like you're watching they Lord use of the, the Rings notes, or The Hobbit. Right? Yeah, you you feel it's the same it. vibe for so. sure. Star Wars has done a really good job with that with mm-hmm. these other shows. It's with consistency mm-hmm. with um, Mandalorian, Mando and Boba. Bo- Book of Boba Fett, like. Book of Boba Fett and, and uh, Mandalorian have a specific sound, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. Um, so does Obi Wan, right? Like they, they yeah. tie in together. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and end this segment right here. Thank you, everyone, for your insight and your opinions. I value them greatly. Solid Rings of pick. Power is Dad Batch approved. Dad Batch approved. Sounds like double five four five double thumbs. Way up, all the way around. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna be uh, talking about this show a lot more, so we'll we'll be working on yeah. something new for that. Yeah. Um. So right on. Take it away. Hey Tech, what's up, dog? Hit us with that uh, that funk. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. <laughs> so a couple weeks back. Uh, on inst- on the grams uh, on my stories is how I basically I like to connect with a lot of the, f- the people the followers of the Bad Batch and, and the Dad Batch I should man say man of the people the people right and so asked a question hey what questions do you have and I have some they, there were there were about twenty really good questions and I pulled I kept a few more and so I want to ask this group some of these questions I got three lined up we don't have to go through all three let's start with an easy one a super easy one favorite meal choice. For the space daddies, quote. And like, that came from too tall underscore seventy six. I already know Stevens. Guessing sushi. Dude, easy sushi. <laughs> uh, Duh. I'm torn between two. I love sushi and I also love Korean barbecue. How so much those, do you love Korean barbecue, John? Like this how much, much? This much. Check out that tattoo. He's got bad. So when I first met John, we were talking about Korean barbecue or something. I don't even remember what it was. It, just yeah, it, was, at, oh, it was at Kevin's uh, sale, wasn't it? Kevin Weir's uh, sale or something yeah, like that. The, you're like, oh, dude, I love Korean barbecue. And you're like, look, look. And you have a tattoo of it on your arm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. It's very very yummy. And I grew up, uh, when I grew up, I grew up with uh, one of my best friends was Korean. So we used to eat a lot of Korean food. Like after school, I'd go to his house and eat uh, tteokbokki. And, and, oh, uh, dude. Dude, have you bulgogi. had kimchi pancakes? No, I've had I it all. Not. I've had it all. Not. Ooh, bro. Well, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Kimchi pancakes. Yeah. Well, well, I haven't had kimchi pancakes, but we ate a lot of uh, other Korean treats, and I'm a big fan. Mm. So those two, sushi and Korean barbecue. Brian, what's your jam besides whiskey? Because <laughs> that doesn't count as a meal. Um, <laughs> damn, pick one thing. What's your favorite? What's your go-to? Okay, what's your comfort food when you're like, man, this is a crappy week. I want to like kind of just, just get, get connected. Peanuts. <laughs> Oof, Peanuts. That's what I was eating earlier. Peanuts. Thing to and say. Okay. When I, I when I drive to Virginia, salted. when I drive to Virginia for work, they have delicious peanuts in Virginia. Just so you guys know, like the boiled they ones a, that you eat and you they just have a shelf? snap to them, a freshness that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> um, but aside that, I'd say. Ramen, I love ramen, and we don't have it really here. I got to go to Charlotte for it, which is forty minutes away. 
dude, ramen is like legit, you know, f- midnight snack. I'm with you on that. I mean, I just lump it in with Japanese food in general. Give me sure. Japanese food. I'm happy camper. <laughs> Rainy. What's your, what's your um, so, uh, torn between two choices. So on one hand it would be, uh, Thai food. So like Thai food. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, give me a good kind of Southern barbecue joint. Um, I travel to Atlanta for work a lot and there's a barbecue place there that I will literally, every time I go there, I will go there at least once. Um, I know, I know my route. I've got it memorized from the airport into the, into Fox brothers barbecue and then on up to the hotel from there. So yeah, Texas it is Texas style. style. Yeah, it North is Texas Carolina. style. Okay. Mm-hmm. When when we go to Dragon like, Con, we're going to go, Brian. Yes. Next year. Next, oh. next year. I was serious FOMO this year. So we, yeah. okay. Uh, before Tech goes <laughs> about his food, it are we doing to have taken, yeah, It here. seems yeah. to have taken go. on a life of its own. We, I think we, we said it here and then it got mentioned it. on a Facebook post and it's just taken off. So I think. When is that? It's next, hotels it's, next it week. just happened. When is that? Like this yeah, it was weekend. last weekend. So so it the, so it's next year at this time. Where's that at? Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Joe. Joe, it's, it's a huge. It's a huge party. It's yeah. like a. Like, there's like a pool, right? Is that or is that something else? It's it, there's just it's multiple yeah. hotels. Dude, I'm only wearing costumes. nothing. Uh, I'm gonna wear a TK and that's it. I ain't wearing nothing else because it's tech with no undersuit. Let's do it, TKs. Dude, I'm already in a bikini. What are you talking about? All right, sushi, bro. Sushi all day long. Sashimi, sushi, kama, mm. Japanese all day. With a mm. good Japanese beer, crispy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some Sapporo, Cold. nice dry beer. ice in it, mm. like a little crystallized. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now we're talking. Okay, now here's a really good question, tough question. Should make a food But good one that's deep. And this came from Mag underscore pie girl. Um, things you do to push yourself out of a rut. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this has to do with like building, maybe being creative. Um, it could be, it could be even work related. Maybe you're just in that, in that weekly funk and you're like, man, what's going on? So with that, what do you do? Uh, I'll go. I, I say don't force it. You know what I mean? Maybe you just need, you need like with anything, you need to just take a break. Cause sometimes if you force it, Depends on what it is, but yeah. generally, yeah. you just kind of give yourself step back. T- taking a step back, back is later. good. Taking a step back is good. I usually look for uh, influence like through my peers, like you guys or people I follow on Instagram. If I'm not feeling so creative, usually for props, like work, I do it because I have to do it, and there's no way out of it. But uh, right, like prop stuff, like that. You're like, Ugh, I don't want to paint this, or like I'm not feeling it. And and I'll get in a rut like that. It happens, and yeah, I look at like you guys, or what are you guys working on, or, or like some other people I follow on Instagram, like, like dang, that looks so good. Like, all right, I gotta, you know, like I want to do something now, you know, and that's that's how I get motivated. I I try and have multiple things that I could work on. That way, I can move from one thing to another, and mm. and odds are there each thing is at a different stage, so. One of them might need painting. One of them might need sanding. I might need to sew. And so I can kind of bounce around between a few different projects at a time to to break it up. And if I'm not feeling one, I'll just work on something else instead. Ramey, do you, do you think there's always something that's being worked on because, because you have so much going on? Or is there ever like a time where like, no, like for this month, I'm not doing anything <sighs> at all. I'm focusing on other things. I 
I almost I I have something going on constantly. That's kind of my 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 <laughs> nervous fidget is to have some kind of project that I'm working on. And so I yeah. there's always something and if I'm not honestly if I'm not working on it I start to get twitchy. So um mm. but again I like my, my workbench has got probably four four entirely unrelated projects sitting on it in various various <laughs> stages of of mess. So Steven um, you know, I find I, I actually went through this exact thing like during uh, uh, 2020, like isolation, mm. because like there was just I had nothing to work on because there was nothing was, going on. There was no point. No yeah. troops. Um, no. So I went in. I went in the garage and I was just like um, I, there was a um, a scout trooper, um, a biker scout thermal detonator that goes on the back of the belt. And it's like the most basic piece of, of kit you could work on. It's literally just like a, a plastic ABS plastic um, shell that goes onto a hose with two end caps. Right. But right. all I had to do on it was, and it, and it sat on my workbench for at, at that point, at least three or four years. Oh man. And years. And so I just, <laughs> I just grabbed, you know, and I was in this, I was in that rut of, you know, not seeing all my friends and, there was just no motivational, you know, juices flowing. And so I just started cutting that piece and started gluing and, and it, you know, I had the thing done probably 15 minutes, but when I saw the completed piece sitting on the bench, you know, it, it just, it was like almost looking back at me, Ooh. you know, just yeah. like saying, Hey, like, you know, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And, and that little thing. Just that Forget little, well, yeah, just that little piece you. just kind of fed into Forget about some, <laughs> sometimes that's all you need. Like one little, th- like you don't have yeah. to work on a full kit and like, cause that's daunting on its own, but you can <laughs> the work brown on box that's sitting just, behind yeah. Ramey. But if you can work on one thing and then you build up from there, cause now you're motivated or, you know, at least like, Hey, this looks awesome. Keep mm-hmm. it going, you know? So yeah, I, I get that Steven. I feel you. On the flip side too, though, it's like you guys. I mean, and not necessarily you guys, like in particular, but just um, different friend groups and and build groups, and having having the the motivational support of like, hey, what are you guys working on? I mean, like we talked about in workbench earlier, I I almost got kind of in a rut. I got discouraged that I didn't get to work on anything this week, but hearing you guys complete all your stuff and seeing Ramey bust out a completed um, echo arm for his microphone. (laughs) It's, it's got me motivated. I want to get in the garage tonight. You know, that thing is amazing. Little fire puncher. Kudos. I'm looking at my little tech glasses and there's, there's a little tech tier looking at your echo arm. It's like, it's beautiful. Nice. We all put our own personal spin on ours, so I'm I'm anxious to see what <laughs> I'm redo I want to see what Rec, what Wrecker's going to do now. You need like a little you need like a little bandana around yours, Sean. Or... That's not a bad idea, but I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do chrome, uh, not gold. I guess I don't know. We'll see. I might paint that too. Who knows? Wrecker Re- needs a um a Lula a gonk droid hanging off his mic. Like a big or just, droid. just like paint the uh, the doll with an arm sticking out, pushing it up, overhead presses. Yeah. Yep. You'll see. <laughs> oh, 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 wow! 
Challenge. Now you have to deliver. Challenge. I was just going. I just wanted to go last so I could wreck all you guys. No. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm repainting. Let's blow so. some stuff up. Sometimes I just want to blow stuff up. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Joe, do you have one? Joe, do you have another question? That that was it for now, man. But uh, but those questions came from Magpie Girl, Sword of Khalees, and Total underscore seventy six. Oh yeah, I think this other one is three D printing armor oh, worth BK? it. BK BK's question. That was BK, cool. BK question. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Save that one. We'll Shout save that one BK. for another show. Yeah. Another show. That's a full show. Yeah, on that one. Yeah. Word. Yeah. BK in the house. Yep. She's awesome. That was awesome. Thank you, Joe. Yippers. Hey guys. Hey. What's up? Republic, Empire, what's the difference? Conversations with Crosshair. <laughs> How you doing, Brian? We haven't heard that one in a while. I wanted to just say fine, but I got distracted. I got a couple of things I can talk about. Two things. And no one really cares about this. Probably no one even wants to hear it, but... I do a bunch of jujitsu, and because I do a bunch of jujitsu, I like to watch the UFC. I like to watch MMA fighting, and there's a fun fight on this weekend with Nate Diaz. I'm pretty excited about it because he's cool. And then secondly, everybody go listen to the Armor Party. Dude! Right. Yes. Wrecker was on there. It was so good. Stevie Kicks with our boy Hondo Supply, Mike Forrester, who is a complete podcasting legend he's a pro yeah he is and a pro he steven is the best you sounded great out there you sounded great great episode with mike you crushed yeah, it man it. 10 I, out of 10 I, listening all day I, I texted mike right after i finished and i said that was wholesome af <laughs> and you are a pro that's it that is the armor party show hosted by hondo supply aka Mike Forrester. It's good. Featuring our friend Stevie Kicks. I want to talk about it, but I don't because I want people to go to Armor Party. Yeah, go listen. Yeah, go listen. Exactly. Go listen. Go listen. It was a good episode. It, it was a good episode. Kudos, and, and it was, I mean, Chris Bartlett's a hard act to follow, and you did good. So well done. Dude. Chris, who? Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Loved the. Predator yeah. story. I know. Yeah. And was really loved hearing. Don't spoil it for people. Uh, don't, 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 you know, let, let them go listen. Well, you he posted, posted the pictures here, right? He posted it on his Instagram. Yeah. yeah, he did. But it's a good story. It's yeah. a good story. He did. And you didn't almost throw up sushi in your mouth when you talked to Mike. So that was a good thing. <laughs> We're progressing. We're getting I better. was telling my wife this morning about uh, the show because, you know, when, when it dropped, I was, she, she's been bugging me. She wanted to listen to it, so she's been bugging for the link. And when it finally dropped this morning, <clears throat> I was telling her, uh, you know, the story about my first costume. And she, we were brushing our teeth this morning. And she goes, "I have that picture," and I was like, "No way!" Is that how you posted and, it? Yeah, she she pulled out. Is that the, a Polaroid? Literal, what was that? A hard it's copy? It's a it's like a four by oh six. Gosh. <laughs> it's a hard copy. You know, it's like a film. Yeah, not digital. Yeah, like an actual photograph. So I had to like. Take used to have with those my kids. iPhone. It was those little like throwaway cameras where you take a picture and you yeah, the disposable. Click, 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 yeah. click, click. Yeah. Pictures used to be printed. Back in my day, they weren't digital. We did sketches of people. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, that's it. Right and shout out to Nate Diaz for his last fight in the UFC. <laughs> no one cares about here. But John watches. Uh, yeah, John I watches watch. the I watch. UFC I like a little it. bit. Yeah. Nate Diaz, dude. Stockton. I know. Yeah, I know who he is. I'm from mouth. the Bay Area, so it's I got a little love there. He's a loud mouth. Brian, I was watching, <laughs> a, a, I was watching a clip of, of you and, uh, and Levi go at it, and she kicked your butt. Yep. She is a savage. Um, yeah, Levi's, Levi's getting... Levi's getting gnarly. And now Levi's doing weight training in school, so I'm really in for it. So Crosshair out. Well, I think that uh, I think that does it for an episode six. Thank you everybody out there for listening to us. If you like what we do, give us a good review on your podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have no idea what we're doing over there on YouTube, so please just go there, subscribe. We're trying to grow it. Stevie got tired of editing. <laughs> well, we don't exactly make it easy for him. Technical difficulties, goofing around, eating and drinking. You can email us questions at dadbatchpod at gmail.com. You can follow me, Stevie Kicks, on all the socials. And like these fine gentlemen said, you can catch me on the Armor Party podcast on the Thank the Maker Network. Yes. Good job. Joe, where can people find you? Tech.badbatch on all the socials. Brian, where can people find you? Sifting ain't easy because it ain't. John, where can people find you? Uh, at Alpha Ignition on the socials. That's it. And Ramey, where can people find you, sir? Uh, thedadbatch.com. There you go. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you very much. That does it for episode six. Everybody, we will see you next week for episode seven. And remember, enjoy your spice responsibly. What's your go-to? Okay, what's your comfort food? When you're like, man, this is a crappy week. I want to like kind of just, just get, get connected, reconnected. Peanuts. Oof. What a crosshair thing to say.